You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Hometown Crowd. This is part one of our bowl preview. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dibble. I'm Mac. And I'm the wife of the man Tammy, the drunk dependa at the ball, thinks is her husband as she grinds against his back, Heather Highsmith. Ooh, it's dirty. I like it. Oh, Tammy was getting after it, let me tell you. You know what? You gotta, you gotta give Tammy some credit, you know? When you see something, go out there and try and take it. And when Does Heather Tammy pu- one or Tammy two? For you Parks and Rec fans. Oh, I I couldn't tell you. But listen, let me tell you about Tammy, okay? Tammy was living her best life, okay? And I don't don't know if she got into the grog. She might have gotten into the grog. But uh, she, uh, let's just say that she would raise her skirt up to the bottoms of her control top pantyhose. Oh. And there was like waving and... Up and downs, and so, like, I don't know if she was, like, fanning her cooter out or what. I don't know. But she was wild, and it was it was a good time. So You know what? I respect Tammy, so here's the Tammy. <laughs> no, no, here's not the Tammy, because I saw things I did not need to see. Listen, Heather, you have the same parts, okay? So you shouldn't have been surprised there. <laughs> Doesn't mean I want to see them. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned, this is part one of our bowl preview, where we will be covering and picking the games chronologically from the start of bowl season all the way through the college football playoff semifinals. Part two will be sometime next week. We'll work that schedule out. Um, But with the holidays, this will replace our regularly scheduled uh, episodes. And instead, we'll just return with those after the new year. But how are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm swell. I'm on break, and I went to the gym this morning, and then now I'm drinking beer to completely ruining it. But you know, shit happens. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm doing a lot better. Like I said, I was um, I was sick for three weeks. I was miserable. I had a just ridiculous sinus infection that wouldn't go away, and this is kind of the first day where I actually felt like a human being. So, uh, yeah, so I'm doing a lot better. Yeah, I uh, I moved into a house. I bought a house. Yay! Uh, Yay! Such a, so such a big boy. Who's so a this big is, boy? He's this a is big boy. our first episode with me recording in the new house in my new, uh, we call it the podcast room, but that's because my wife doesn't like the term man cave. Um, but that's what it is. It's 100% just my room. And uh, we're digging it. Uh, we got moved in in the pouring rain. Yeah. Uh, it was a miserable night, but thanks to all the people who helped us. Um, but yeah, now it's the expensive process of making your house your home um, because obviously everything needs to go. Well, I have a uh, also a very important question that I'm sure our listeners are, are wondering. Um, has Luke Falk given you guys a, a housewarming present yet? Yeah. He didn't, but I think at this point I make more money than he does. Oh, 
Damn. Hey, hey Luke, if you're listening, uh, Kyle Allen's going to need a roommate soon. So hit him up. Uh, you know, he's going to be unemployed. The place, the place downstairs is uh, is open. Yeah, you guys can just move in together and then get into weird cheeky shenanigans and maybe even get a, like a reality show out of it. So. Yes. A new sitcom, Two Broke Quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I will give Luke this. Um, after seeing the uh, quarterback shit show that is the Pittsburgh Steelers now, uh, I know he's better than those two idiots. So, old old Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what hey, was it, four interceptions this week to the Bills? Yeah, hey, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin in the P- Steelers front office. Go ahead and give Luke a call. He's a swell guy. Uh, he can take a ribbing. And he's probably not going to be any worse than the two idiots you have on your roster at this very moment. Right. Um, what else is new with you guys? Um, well, I uh, went to Denver. Uh, really into, you know, recreational pot. Um, very nice. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Listen, it's great for my aches and pains. And after exiting aircraft... And falling at 200 plus pounds over 100 times. I have lots of those. So don't judge me, Heather. Okay, don't judge me. I can only imagine because I've got all of those pains and I didn't jump. Uh, I I can only imagine how much pain you have having jumped. (laughs) I mean, it's funny. Like I did legs today and I was doing squats. And even with my music blaring, I could still hear like my back and my knees popping every time I did a rep. (laughs) Personally, I'm a fan of the rhythmic snapping in my kneecap as I walk upstairs. Oh, oh see, no, I don't have that. I have the grinding. Mine's oh, the yeah. grinding. That's what I have. It's because we old, Heather. We old. We old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are going to cover the first, I think it's 22 bowl games. Huh? Yeah. There's a shit ton of these things. 20, 22 out of 714 bowl games. Uh, we're gonna Yeah, get... something like that. We're going to yeah. be here until the bowl games are over. Yeah. Uh, but real quick, any uh, big news this week? Uh, I know Jacksonville parted ways with Coughlin. Which shouldn't have been a shock. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think we've seen that, uh, that whole authoritarian bit he had uh, has worn thin and nobody buys into it. And he really wasn't that good of a uh, evaluator of talent. Um, uh, and I guarantee you that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, is probably trying to figure out how to jettison fucking Nick Foles into the sun without paying him any bit of that $88 million right now. Um, what do you mean? News? The, I mean? Other news? How dare you two? You're doing this on purpose. <laughs> What's that? You are not bringing up how my boy won the Heisman. That's right. Um, yeah, that's, he won just about everything, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Like, I'm pretty sure he won a Defensive Player of the Year award as well. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to Ohio State transfer Joe Burrow LSU on his Heisman. Student. His uh, what, what else did he win? He won the... Uh... Oh, oh, dude. God. I mean, there, there's a list. But, I mean, when you get down to it, Joe Burrow... Uh, went he from earned like, every single yeah. one of them. I, I, you know, he went out, uh, didn't, you know, he saw the writing on the wall at Ohio State. And again, I guarantee you, Urban Meyer is kicking himself in the ass right now, knowing he had uh, Burrow on the bench 
for JT Barrett's two worst seasons ever, mm-hmm. uh, his junior and senior year. Um, but I mean, look at what Burrow's done. Like the guy's just, uh, you know, he's shown that he could he could run an offense and huck it, chuck it football. And by the end of the season, he's going to have over 5,000 yards passing. And I don't think you're going to see another SEC quarterback do that. Oh, no. Okay, so yeah, so his his list of accomplishments is the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award, and the AP Player of the Year Award. So most valuable player, best quarterback, best player. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Joe Burrow's pretty good. Yeah. 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 And then, we, yeah, I, I, and then, then we, and, and Coach O got Coach of the Year. Yeah, yep. I, I agree uh, with that 100%. Um, Chase yeah. Young got Defensive Player, I believe. He did. But as I mean, he should have. As he should have. Here, here's the uh, deal, though. Here's the deal. Uh, we're going to celebrate Joe because this time next year, we may never hear from him again. Probably not. No, probably because not. He's going to be drafted by the team. Uh, you know, that, that just fails to develop quarterbacks uh, just slightly better, at a slightly better rate than the Browns. I was uh, going to say, so. he's not going to Cleveland. Yeah, he's going to Cincy, though. Um, <laughs> you know, and that, that's the thing. He would be the hometown kid, make good, and I know Zach Taylor is this good young quarterback, but then entire franchise is snake-bitten. Uh, and I, I only hope he has continued success because he just seems like a good dude. Yeah. Uh, and, Did you guys uh, see that the uh, the food pantry or whatever yeah. in his hometown got like a hundred fifty thousand in donations the day yeah. after he like mentioned it in his high yeah, school speech? But, yeah, but then also too, like all over the country, there were like this huge uptick in donations to food pantries. So yeah. like, yeah, good for him. I mean, dude, he's just a genuinely good cat. Like, I, I think we could all tell that. Like, he, that, what kills me is that dude's just setting records that even with this very uh you know the era of spread football uh that hasn't really caught on in the more successful programs in the sec um you know the guy's still like yeah it's nothing i do it's my team and it's like bro no i literally literally saw you win three games by yourself this season that was well and see and that was the thing that was the first thing that was the first those were the first people he thanked were his o-line mm-hmm in his speech, those were the first people he thanked were his O-line. And something that I read that I thought was really, like, classy of him was, you know, like, I guess if this was afterwards or whatever, like, he sought out the Ohio coaches and told them thank you, you know. Yeah, like, he hugged Ryan Day. He I hugged them, yeah, like, like, and he acknowledged them, you know, where he could have been like, oh, you know, fucking look at me you know look what i did but he didn't you know he he didn't forget them and i thought that was that was really that was really big of him to do what i appreciate most about the man is he's got uh you know i I think he's like one semester away from having a master's degree in addition to just playing some of the best football you've ever seen in your life so i appreciate his you know actual academic uh credentials (laughs) as well as his physical credentials so so good for him. Good for you, Joe Burrow. Good for you. Yeah, and he's got his uh, degree in consumer and family financial services. Sweet Jesus. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. <laughs> right, but that sounds a whole lot more complicated than like underwater basket weaving or whatever yeah. degrees these guys get. And 
<sighs> Look, he's good with numbers. Look at him. Good with numbers. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. I, I don't think... Well, I he's think got I, enough of them to count this year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, honestly, when you get down to it, if, if you're a sports fan and you don't like Joe Burrow, then fuck you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a good story, and he's a good dude. Like, as long as Ohio State's not playing the Tigers, um, I'm good with letting Joe and, and you know be successful. But, Heather, when that game comes, hopefully want- it will. All right, it's going to be... No. I want that game so bad. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, All right. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, before we jump in, I do want to announce that we did open our Facebook group, mm-hmm. um, which is, I believe, facebook.com slash group slash hometown crowd podcast. So if you're listening, join in on the conversation or just look up hometown crowd, the page, and you can find the link to it. We're uh, we're really trying to foster, you know, conversation and get to know you guys a little better. So uh, sooner or later, we'll get back in there. Uh, Heather and I are in there participating pretty regularly. But listen, Facebook, I tried today and Facebook gave me the big fuck you uh, wanting a copy of my ID. No, that is that is private information, sir. Well, and use think- a use at least what sounds like a real name. It was a real name. Of a song. Okay, listen. The knife. Yeah, that's that's definitely. What are you gonna say? It's it's Hungarian. Like that doesn't. No. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't see what the issue is. Facebook did so. Well, Zuckerberg could suck my dick. That fucking android-looking piece of. Wait, I'm sorry. You you know what? You really missed an opportunity because I really. Did you say you wanted him to zuck your dick? Because that really should have been Uh, what you said. Okay, I missed that one, but that's a good one. That is Mm -hmm. a good one. Which Mm -hmm. means when somebody's zucking something, they're just staring there blankly at whatever's in front of his face. Okay, looks like data. Awkwardly sipping water. Yeah, because he's data. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna jump into these. Um, Just a reminder: we do have a. ESPN Bowl Mania Pick'em group. So we're going to be picking these not with ranked with confidence. It's just going to be straight up who wins, who loses, uh, and see who's got the best picks this year. Yeah, and uh, in that, and in that, um, even though it's not confidence, it's still worth one point. So everyone yeah. that you do it right is worth one point. If you exactly. don't get it right, it doesn't ma- like it doesn't count against you or whatever. You just don't get that point. So. Yep, you can find that on the uh, Facebook group, and I think I have it on the page. The password to get into the group is Hometown with a capital H. Um, so Ooh. let's let's dive in, starting on December 20th, with the Makers Wanted Bahama Bowl kicking things off. The Bahama uh, this, Bowl I don't give a shit about, but okay, go ahead. Obviously, Not- this one's in the Bahamas. It features 7-5 and five Buffalo against 7-5 and five Charlotte, who made a bowl this year. Uh Buffalo's a six and a half point favorite. Who do you guys like? Uh, well, I'm going to be the first on record saying on the 20th, the Witcher show hits Netflix. So that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Bulk of the day. Same. Okay. Same. Um, that, uh, yeah. I, I've been told that that will be my introduction to, to the Witcher series. So yeah. Oh, oh Heather, I, I got something for you. We'll talk after the podcast. Okay. Um, no, but uh, you know, I was really surprised like Buffalo's, you know, they're seven and five, six and six, seven and five, eight and four team. Uh, but Charlotte has literally sucked dick for beer money since the program moved up to the big leagues. Uh, so them getting to a bowl game is kind of a big deal. 
Um, and I, you know what? Fuck it. This is hometown crowd. I'm going to go with the Niners on this one uh, to beat the Max own Buffalo. Heather? I went with Buffalo. Like I told you guys, like I was trying to put together my notes for this and I was just like, I, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that like, this is what we do, but like, this is just yeah, it's one really bowl. hard when you're pl- when you're talking about teams that like nobody pays attention I, to. I didn't even know there was a I didn't even know there was a Charlotte school. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where we are. You, how, how long have you been down here? You didn't hear the University of North Carolina Charlotte? I I have not. I oh, have not. Fair it's, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So uh, I just uh I, I kind of just kind of flipped a coin and Tails said Buffalo. Well, see, the thing is, is they, they rushed a program. Uh, like, they did the, the feasibility study. They said, yeah, we're going to do it. They rushed the program. Uh, they started out playing at Bank of America, and then they realized having 10,000 people in, like, a 75,000-seat stadium was bad for TV. Um, and they went begging to donors to the school to build an on-campus, like, 25, 30,000-seat stadium. Uh, so... I mean, this this will be good for them, um, whether they win or lose. Because I mean, they finished seven and five. No matter what happens, they're going to be above five hundred for the first time ever. So, right. I mean, it's, um, it'll I be took, good for Charlotte. I took Charlotte in this one, if for no other reason than it's you know North Carolina, um, and there might be a little bit of a weather factor in the fact that Charlotte is a little bit warmer and closer to Bahamas temper temperament than uh buffalo is at this time of year so uh so yeah, will I they even with... be able to play or are they just gonna cramp up the whole time right oh, no. it's gonna be a nice sunny like 70 with you know beautiful sea breezes in the bahamas so so are you saying are you saying the salty air is gonna help oh gonna man help just... with the muscle cramps i mean they're not they're not gonna cramp up i mean buffalo i mean so it's a little cold up there right now <laughs> i'm just saying it's probably gonna be like a 70 degree difference between where they came from and where they're right. playing. And it'll only be like 40 degree difference from Charlotte. So exactly. go Charlotte. And not to mention, there's probably going to be like 15 people at the game. So, uh, yeah, I mean the first year, I mean, the, the thing is at the Bahamas bowl plays at a stadium that's built for soccer and it's got like high school style, like tiered seating. So, like, the first year I watched it, it was, like, Central Michigan against somebody. Um, and it was, like, 63 to 61 or some ridiculous number. Like, it was just off-the-wall scoring, no defense. Uh, and I think the stadium was only, like, 40% full. So, <laughs> I, I understand for the players, this is really cool getting out of the Bahamas. But you want your students there to support their teams. And... In Charlotte and Buffalo both, I don't think there's a student that can afford the ticket packages. You're right. You know, to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's move on to the other one from December 20th, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Uh, This game's in Frisco, Texas, which surprised me because I've always heard San Francisco referred to as Frisco. Uh, But... Frisco, Texas, it features 7-5 and five Utah State versus 6-6 six and six Kent State. And Utah State's a 5.5-point favorite. See, that's funny that they're 5.5-point favorite considering their, uh, their uh, quarterback is looking at it being suspended for the bowl game. Uh, and he just declared to go into the draft. 
Um, and only because I spent one year at Kent State in my formative years as a, as a young man, I'm going to go ahead and say go Golden Flashes on this one. Um, and, uh, you know, fuck Utah State and the Aggies. Oh, damn. You got really, like, aggressive. Oh, yeah. At the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I went with Utah State. Boo. Uh, no, like, that, that, that starting quarterback they've had, like, has started for, like, four years there. And he makes... Like, he's the straw that stirs the drink. And if he's not playing, I, I don't give him much, you know, <laughs> much chance uh, to, to play at the – I mean, even with him there, they only finished 7-5 and five this year. And, like, I think last year, or maybe it was two seasons ago, like his freshman and sophomore year, they won 10 games both years. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. Maybe this is the year Kent State gets off the schneid. I think they've only won two other bowl games in their entire program history. So, go Golden Flashes. And where's the Tim? Uh, I have Utah State in this one. Uh, it's another one. I just, I, I really don't care. Hey, uh, listen, I, I do care. Kent State is one of the teams I have marked on my ESPN account. So I always get updates from those games. Of course you do. Of course you do. So I went Utah State. Um, now this one's not an FBS bowl, but we are going to talk about the celebration bowl for a second. Uh, That's a historically black college national championship game. Yep. Uh, it's in Atlanta with Alcorn State at nine and three, taking on North Carolina A and T at eight and three. Uh, A and T is a two and a half point favorite, as they should be, because A and T's won this game like I think three out of the last four years. Yeah, uh, A and T, and see, this is what kills me. I wish these programs would get some fucking funding, okay? Because they could play any team in the FCS very well, especially A&T. A&T is a fucking, it, Heather, it is you, but a football team. It's a goddamn delight to watch because, <laughs> because they play every facet of the game just stupendously. Um, I don't know how the head coach at A&T is getting these outstanding football players to go to Greensboro, but he's done such a good job recruiting, and, and like A&T is just fucking great. I, I hope uh, you know that uh, the two HBCU conferences and the Ivy just say, fuck it, we're going to start playing in the playoff because I think that that's the right thing to do. You know, like, let, don't just win this game. You can still hold this game, but get into the fucking playoff and show people this is what your program is, especially for a program like ANC. Heather? What, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually promised. One of my coworkers goes to A and T, um, studying his master's program. He started the same day I did at the place we're working, um, and he gave me the full rundown on the history of this game and how A and T just dominates it. So I promised him I'm taking A and T in this one. I mean, Alcorn State's a good program. I mean, but they've had ups and downs. Remember, that's where Steve McNair graduated from, Alcorn State. So right, um, you know, I, I'm I'm. People gave ESPN shit for starting the Celebration Bowl because they just felt it, it watered, you know, it was watering things down. But giving the HBCUs a platform to show just how fucking good they are, I think that's important uh, so they can keep their programs funded and, and uh, you know, give student-athletes a chance to continue playing. So I'm all for it. Fucking go a and Next up, we have the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, Central Michigan at eight and five, or San Diego State nine and three. Uh, San Diego State's a three and a half point favorite. 
Well, I mean, San Diego State is on one of the, the probably the best runs that the program's had since like Marshall Falk was there. Um, they've been able to go like toe to toe with Boise State uh, and stay very competitive in the uh, Mountain West Conference. Um, and when you get down to it, I mean, I hate to say this, but like the MAC is, I mean, it's better than Conference USA, but it's not as good as the Mountain West. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, San Diego State, uh, I would just say you'd be stupid to, to count against them. But on the flip side of that, we all know who Central Michigan's head coach is, right? If you hadn't have asked, I would have known. Uh, it's uh, Jim McElwain. Gotcha. University, University of Florida's old head coach. So, <laughs> Heather? Yeah, this is also uh, Heather doesn't give a fuck bowl part two. So uh, I went with uh, San Diego State. Yeah, I have San Diego State as well. I really wanted to pick Central Michigan on this one just because, you know, I, I know people who went to school there. I graduated from uh, graduated high school in Michigan, but uh, I just couldn't do it this year. Uh, I went to San Diego State. Um, now we're going to start getting into some of the fun named bowls. Uh, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl in Orlando, Florida, features Liberty at seven and five. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Stop uh, it! Do not. <laughs> no, no. Liberty, no. Liberty. Yeah. Uh, versus Georgia Southern at seven and five, and Georgia Southern's a five-point favorite. You know, uh, yeah, I want to go with Georgia Southern on this because they really turned it on towards the end of the season in the Sun Belt, uh, and I detest everything about Liberty University. Um, and how it's just a fucking ATM for the Falwell family. So I hope the entire program crashes and burns. Um, and fuck you, Freeze, anyway. So Georgia Southern, definitely. Yeah, I went, I went Georgia Southern as well on this one. Yeah, I refuse to pick anything, Liberty, uh, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. And I've got Georgia Southern in this one. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how you're going to fucking, like, all these uh, sports nuts are like, look at Hugh Freeze coaching from a hospital bed, blah, 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 blah. Did you not, did you forget what the fuck you did at Ole Miss? You know, texting hookers and his mistresses from, uh, you know, his, his university provided cell phone, uh, all, all the recruiting irregularities. Like and then a, getting hired at the biggest Christian college in the country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have other thoughts about that, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about college football today. So getting into the chair bunny, Boca Raton Bowl in Boca, also known as the world's largest retirement community. <laughs> Which means it probably has the highest rate of sexual tra sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, yeah, because old people fuck. Oh, yeah, right? they do. They fuck. Yeah, they do. I, I, I've heard stories about the villages. Oh, yeah. So so we've got the team I affectionately call SMU, or SMU, all right? And uh, Florida God, Atlantic. you're so creative, Mac. I swear I to God. I Just... am. Thank you, Heather. Let's Hold on, guys. Hold on. Let's start that one over again because I lost connection and missed everything. Oh, <laughs> Damn it, Tim. Tim, I can't remake that. That was I was I was shooting from that the That was hip. special. That was it, special. It was. It was so good. All right. Ah. All right, Tim. You you just take this one and then if I feel like jumping in, I'll jump in. 
I, I, I can't recreate I can't recreate the magic Heather and I had on that and that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's suddenly going on with my network. I froze a couple of times there. I froze as soon as I told you we needed to start over. Uh, all right, you know, fuck it. All right, so the chair buddy Boca Raton Bowl. All right, in Boca Raton, Florida, the world's largest retirement community. Also has the highest rate of STIs. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> because old people like to fuck. They fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard about do. the villages. Yep, I know what goes on. They don't have to work anymore, so they play shuffleboard and fuck. Okay. Uh, but now we have uh, Southern Meth- uh, Methodist University or SMU and Florida Atlantic, uh, who just fucking dominated in the uh, Conference USA title game. Uh, SMU is a. Was that three point favorite, Tim? How the fuck you read this shit? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They're minus uh, three, so they're a three point favorite. Which I find kind of weird. So Heather, what do you think? Who do you, who do you got between Smoo and Florida Atlantic? Oh, good. I was really hoping you were going to to use the name that you affectionately cause call them. I was really love, hoping you, you gotta would. love gotta love Smoo, you know. So original. <laughs> um, I actually went with FAU on this one. I decided to be the dissenter. And uh, I mean, when you get down to it, even if Lane Kiffin's gone, um, that's still a really potent offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, but SMU has just I mean, that's another good, well-rounded uh, program. Um, but you know what? I'm going to have to go with SMU on this one. Uh, Tim, what do you got? I got SMU, too. Um, I kind of feel like. The spread's a little low. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is being played at Florida Atlantic uh, Stadium. Um, so it's not just like a, a geographical home game. It's a literal home game for FAU. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's canceled out by the fact that Lane Kiffin is gone. Um, so that any advantage that that provides is probably going to go away. I got SMU in this one and probably pretty big. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go pretty big. I can see this being like one of those games that combines for over 100 points. Like, it's just a shootout, you know? Yeah, uh, I have no idea what the over-under in this one is, but it's it could be pretty high. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so next one up on December 21st, which if you are doing anything on the 21st other than watching middling bowl games, uh, you're wrong. Uh, so we got the Camellia Bowl. In Montgomery, Alabama, between, oh, another Florida, weirdly named Florida school, Florida International, uh, <laughs> and Arkansas State from the Sun Belt. Uh, Arkansas State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Tim, what do you got? Um, I went Arkansas State in this one for no other reason than I have no information on either of these schools. Um, I just, Arkansas State, that's all I could give you. Okay, well, Tim, here's a fun fact. And uh, you might even double down on your Arkansas State pick. Butch Davis is the head coach at Florida International. <laughs> so, after, oh, Butch Davis. After being yeeted into the sun by UNC for uh, recruiting improprieties, uh, he shows back up after a couple years in the hinterlands of being a commentator for ESPN at Florida International. Maybe, maybe I'm. Just getting confused because there's been so many. But wasn't Butch Davis at uh, with the Browns for a while too? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, he uh, was in complete control and was the guy who drafted Courtney Brown, uh, a nose tackle from the University of Florida, 
as well as other junk pieces that didn't pan out anywhere. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> another reason to vote against him. Exactly. All right, Heather, what about you? Who you got? Um, okay, well, first of all, it's Camilla Bull. That's how you say it, sir. It's a that's Camilla. A, but that's not how it's spelled. It doesn't matter. It's Fuck a type it. of it's a type of flower. Southerner, sir. man. Southerners. It's called grammar. All okay. right. Really? Seriously? <laughs> Isn't that your mom's mom? Just anyways. Um, and I uh and second of all, I took the same approach that Tim did, and I as you know, had nothing on either team and didn't give a shit. So uh go Arkansas State. There you go. You know what? Uh let's face it, when you get down to it, um both teams have a color coordinated uh attack animal as their mascots. Oh, FIU adorable fiu is the golden panthers and arkansas state's the red wolves so you know what good for them (laughs) yeah all right so next up we got the mitsubishi motors las vegas bowl and this game i'm actually looking forward to uh this is the The chris peterson bowl yes the chris peterson bowl uh with number 19 boise state our mountain west conference champs at 12 and 1 against the pack whatever's uh washington huskies at seven and five the pack 800. Yeah. Somehow Washington's the fucking favorite at three and a half point favorite. Really? Okay. That's um, what ESPN has. Hey, you know, as of yesterday, Tim, I will never call into question your ability to research. So that's not what we're talking about. I just think it's batshit crazy and stupid. Uh, so Heather, why don't you kick off this one? Um, I think you guys already know who I'm going to pick because I've talked about them literally since I've joined the show. I went yeah. Washington. I went Washington for. I just. I can't let them go for some reason. I just can't. So you, you I went have, Washington. You have a weird fascination with them in the Pac-12. I do. I. I don't. I maybe it's because they are. You know, a little purple and gold, and so it's just. I, I see it, and it's just that's what my heart goes to because that's what it's used to. I so, got you. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Washington on it. All right. All right, Tim. What about you, man? Uh, I've got Boise State on this one. I have a hard time picking against them. Um, oh no, they, it's actually it's very easy. It's very easy to pick <laughs> against them. They they've they've just been able to hang around a lot, and I think they probably have a little bit more to prove in this one. And with Chris Peterson out at Washington, uh, is he coaching in the game or is he stepped down immediately? No, he is coaching in the bowl game, and then he will retire. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, that does give. Washington a little bit more to play for, send him out on a high note, but I think Boise State's got more to prove here. Uh, so I got Boise State. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one, Tim. I think this is Boise's game. Uh, I mean, this has been the, honestly, you, you can talk shit about the Mountain West, um, but this has been a, a, a literally one of the top programs in the country for the past 15 years. Uh, and all they do is fucking win. And, right. you know, they've lost head coaches quite often over that 15 year span, uh, including you know, Chris Peterson. Yeah. And including Chris Peterson. And they just continue, uh, to, to figure out ways to win games. So, uh, Washington looked pretty soft in, in most facets, facets of the game. And yeah, they've got pac 12, excuse me. They got pac 12 talent, but when you get down to it, I think Brian Harson will, will out coach, uh, anything Washington's got on the field. So, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say Boise as well. Uh, because I think, the 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 BCS bowl against Oklahoma showed us uh, 
you know, pick against Boise at your own, you know, uh, risk. So, um, ooh, Heather, this one's right in your backyard. RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. In Not New in or- my backyard. Well, you are. It's it's in Louisiana. Now it's, listen, we're 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 gonna enough. get to one that was that's in my backyard. Okay. We'll get to one, but this is, is not. Is that yet. the uh, Independence Bowl? It is the Independence okay. Bowl. Well, okay, we'll get there. Let, let's not act like Louisiana is huge. Okay, it's just full of swamps and people I can't understand talk. So it's in New Orleans, <laughs> and it's number twenty App State against UAB at nine and four, and App State's a sixteen and a half point favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that is a ridiculous spread. Well, when you get down to it, it's not. Uh, App State just fucking wins. So, Tim, yeah. you kick off this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that 16.5 point spread is for a reason. We're picking straight up. We're not picking against the spread. Uh, App State, uh, best team in North Carolina. Best fucking best football in the state. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Heather? What you got? Absolutely. All day. I was I was going to pick up App State. Like I said, they they every probably like every other season, they tend to come back, come in and be like the sleepers of the ACC. So like I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of well, App State actually. Keep in mind that's a Sunbelt team. Oh, uh, Sunbelt, excuse me. Pardon they, me. They should be in the ACC though. They, they should be in the ACC. Yeah. For, for um, fuck's sake, you let Wake Forest and look at a lot of these other butt cheeks teams that are in the goddamn ACC. Yeah, and but like I said, it does. App State at like every it's almost every other season will come through and just yeah. dominate and play amazing. I wonder if they don't try to make that jump here before long. Well, that's the thing though. If if we see a big round of uh, conference restructuring uh, with with the big Power Five school uh, conferences trying to move to sixteen teams each. You know goddamn well App State's going to get that phone call from the ACC. You know that. As well, they yeah, should. Clemson needs As somebody that can play. Yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah. And, and, and let's face it, App State fans travel. They travel like They do, shit. yeah, they do. They travel really, yeah. really and, well, yeah. And App State wins. Like, when mm-hmm. they were at the FCS level, they just won national titles. You know, they beat Michigan in 07. Uh, and since they moved up, they've only won Still the Sun Belt. one of my favorite days in all of sports. Absolutely. Uh, but in the last four years, they've won three Sun Belt titles, and I think average like ten and a half wins a year. So I mean, this is a good program, uh, even with the turnover at in, you know at, at the head coaching ranks. So, yeah, because Drinkwitz went to Missouri, I think. Yeah, that and I'm sorry, dude, that's a step down. Missouri's a fucking shithole. Like that, that is not a program you you step up into. Like honestly, I'd rather take the old Miss job than the fucking Mizzou job. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, with that being said, I think Coach Clark at UAB, who had his program shut down for two years um, by Bear Bryant's fucking kid. Talk about a shithead, right? Um, you know, he, he, he's won nine games. He won eight games the year it was shut down, had a two-year layoff, and it's just won, I think, eight, eight games a year ago and nine games this year. So that guy showed he can coach. Um, but, I mean, this is still App State's game. Uh, not to take away from anything UAB has done. Uh, that's been a remarkable fucking turnaround. Uh, for them to come back after having lost their program, um, you know, but App State's just a powerhouse. Uh, and let's face it, there's a reason they're ranked 20th. And if they didn't drop that game, that would be your fucking group of five uh, rep mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the New Year's Six Bowls. Yep. All right. So next we got on the 23rd. We only get one game on the 23rd, guys. That's kind of yeah. cool. Well, that's because right. it's a Monday. Hey, you know what? No, you know, it's because we, oh, we need a break. We yeah. really, we got to take a break and take a breather. Had so, so many. 
So on the twenty, yeah, it's, that's your that's your like that's your, your palate cleanser. Yeah, you like your the twenty second, your recovery day, so you can get back into it on the twenty third. Yeah, uh, but on the twenty third, we got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like typed that name out like in full in my notes because it cracks me up. I know that every podcast that covers college football asks this, but how long until we get the hometown crowd podcast full? Oh, oh dude, at, at, yeah, that long. At, at this right, this shit's going. Yeah, uh, this. I, this I think stuff. I I think one of my podcasts said that the cheapest bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, the naming rights are only three hundred thousand. Oh, oh, only three hundred thousand. Well, that's well that's I mean, dope. in the scheme of bowls, it's actually pretty cheap. Okay, so yeah. like. So, so like is is Bad Boy Mowers like like the lawn company that does like Bad Boy Records? Like uh, does he do do they do Diddy's stuff? I don't I don't I, know. I think it's actually like a, a gang. It's a bunch of forty year old white dudes wearing leather cuts and Ride riding on their riding mowers. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I, I, I can get in that one. Or it could just be like people that cut uh Martin Lawrence's and Will Smith's front yards. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's whatever you want it to be, honestly. Uh, but this one's live from Tampa, Florida, uh, which features UCF, uh, who at nine and three had a great season. But after the last two years are like, fuck this shit, man. Uh, against- and they're traveling a long way for this one, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the distance from Orlando to Tampa is, but I, I think it's about an hour. OK, uh, well, Marshall's got a lot farther to go. <laughs> so, conference yeah, with- yeah, it's like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've got the American Athletics, UCF, and Conference USA's Marshall. Uh, and goddamn, UCF, 17-point favorites. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> there, there's a couple today th- that we're covering that are just some huge spreads. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, Heather, uh, what do you got for, for the Golden Knights and the Thundering Herd? Um, I, uh, this one, I was just like... Because I kind of got tired. I, I, I'm one of those people. I got real tired of UCF and their whole, you know, the co-national championship that they kept pulling. What was it, like two seasons ago? Yeah. yeah. But, when, but let's, yeah. Let's, let's get down. Like, when you get, honestly, it, before the 1940s, every national champ was a claimed title. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I was just so, like, sick of it. It was just like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah, you were undefeated. But, like... It, you didn't you didn't play for it so calm down and because uh, I get it because you're UCF so you get real riled up about shit but uh, actually in this one I went UCF on it because they, I just I felt like they were the better team in the matchup well I mean especially with that fucking spread um, you know it, it's kind of hard to ignore that all right Tim what do you got man yeah UCF um... 17 points, yeah, that's a lot, but thankfully we're not picking against the spread. It's just a matter of how much UCF wins at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, that's the thing. UCF had a good year. I mean, this is a team that's won uh, yeah, 13, 12, or 14, 12, and 9 wins the last three seasons. Like, that's a good run. That's a really good run, especially for a team whose program is less than 20 years old. So. Um, They've got a good thing going down there. Uh, Josh Hoifel, you know, another Oklahoma, former Oklahoma quarterback who's a head coach, uh, doing some good things down there. So, I, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and say uh, UCF 
and they they probably blow him out by more than 17 points, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right. Oh, this was always my favorite as a kid. Uh, but the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. From, the Hawaii. Yeah, from Honolulu. Features, of course, the University of Hawaii Rainbow, Roy- Rainbow Warriors against BYU, whose parent church, uh, you know, tries to get to converts all over Hawaii. So mm-hmm. uh, we've got BYU as a one and a half point favorite. Mm-mm. Really? No, yeah. no. I went Hawaii all day on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Heather. Because that's home field. Place. It's home field. And yeah. it's not like BYU is going to travel that well <laughs> Are you to Hawaii. Are you kidding? The Mormons follow BYU around to every fucking game. Every fucking game. Do you think they? it's because they see it as an opportunity to, you know, proselytize and do their thing and try to convert and all of that? Honestly, I think it's just so they can pick up extra wives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. We just uh, lost all of our Mormon listeners. That's it. Yeah. Oh. No, trust me, we lost that Mormon listener two weeks ago when they saw us drinking. Or, you know, we were oh, drinking. So. Uh, but, Heather, you went Hawaii? I went Hawaii on this yeah. one. Uh, I think that, it would be stupid to to pick BYU on this. I yeah. just. What about you, Tim? I, I went with Hawaii, too. Um, a home game like that and that travel distance on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you got to go with Hawaii on this one. Yeah, I'm a I, Nick Rolovich has done a really good job in kind of bringing Hawaii back from the depths of hell. Um, you know, as far as like program purgatory goes, uh, and I like what he's done. You know, the defense plays a lot better than it did, uh, and and they still have that kind of high octane offense. Uh, and while BYU, BYU, you know, they they do recruit some good athletes, but I mean, I just can't see Hawaii losing this. Like you said, they're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think honestly, I've, I've watched a couple of games of both, you know, both teams, and Hawaii just looks like a better overall team. It looks like it's better coached. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's which I mean, typically they are though. Typically, I mean, I mean they're they're pretty steady. Yeah, well, I mean, after June Jones left, they kind of fell off the map. Uh, I had a couple of head coaches that just didn't know how to recruit Hawaii or get people to come to school out there, uh, and Nick Rolovich who was a Hawaii either staffer at one point or a graduate himself, uh, got hired there. And it's just kind of like start, you know, really leaned into Hawaii and Hawaii football. So, you know, I, I, I like Hawaii's chances in this game. Um, I also like how Hawaii ends up playing more games than any other team in the, <laughs> in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, even without going to the playoff, because they get like extra games for, having teams come in and traveling. It's kind of weird. They have special rules for a while. Um, but our next one, ooh, walk-ons independence poll. First one after Christmas. That's mm-hmm. right. From Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, Woo! see, this is the one that's that's my backyard. Yes. And I've been there, and it is a very small stadium, literally next to the interstate. Like, <laughs> like it is so... I have been to high school stadiums that are that are bigger than that than that one well you know it happens uh, it does. i have to say the walk-ons has some pretty good food oh well, oh you should go you yeah. should go their their etouffee is pretty solid i can't eat etouffee heather i'm allergic to seafood oh oh well uh yeah. they're uh they're mozzarella logs 
are <laughs> huge. Uh, that- but you know what? I'll say it. Their beignets are a little overdone. I'll say uh, it. Well, let's face All right, Heather, I'm going to go with you on this one. Uh, unless I'm somewhere actually near New Orleans, I'm not getting a beignet. All right? It feels very disingenuous and fake. No. You know, you can get some good ones in Baton Rouge. Okay. okay. I got to a place. I, there's a place I go to in, in Baton Rouge called Coffee Call. And that's where I go and get mine. All right. How about I'll amend my statement and say if I'm anywhere in Louisiana, I will get a beignet. Any place outside of that seems very disingenuous. Okay. There you go. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. All right, so so we have a I nine. will say one of our group members, Marcus, uh, I don't know if he listens to the show yet or if he's just in the group, but he works at Walk-On. So shout out to Marcus. What up, Marcus? Hey, Marcus. Well done, sir. I, I, we expect free food. Um, we're mm. kidding. I'm not. There. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a, a 9-3 Louisiana Tech uh, and a 6-6, six and six, oh, God, Miami, Florida. Ugh. Uh, sorry, sorry, buddy. And Miami is a six-point favorite, so uh, somehow because they're in the ACC, they automatically are favorites, even though they played like straight asshole all season. Um, but I mean, hey, what the fuck do I know? We only live in North Carolina and get subjected to this shit team every fucking other week. So I sometimes I have no choice but to watch them shit to bed against whoever. All right, so Tim, go ahead. Uh, what yeah, on. I went with Louisiana Tech on this one. Um... I think it's inexcusable that Miami finished the season losing to Florida International and Duke. Um, That's how they ended their season after beating Louisville, Florida State, and Pitt. Um, (laughs) They also lost to Georgia Tech and UNC this season. So, um, yeah. Louisiana Tech in this one. Uh, I don't care what the spread says. I don't care who's favorited. Um, this is going to be three straight bad losses for this Miami team that just can't do anything. And Tate Martell keeps walking off. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> goddamn. I mean, with, with Heather, I don't mean to, to like kind of step on the picks and everything, but Tate mm-hmm. Martell might be a bigger fucking... Uh, kind of uh, like he he's kind of like the the other side of the coin to Joe Burrow, where Burrow tried like hell. He was a three star recruit, mm-hmm. uh, saw the writing on the wall, transferred, and was very successful. Where Martell was a five star recruit, failed to beat out any quarterbacks on the roster at one school, transferred to another, uh, couldn't beat out those quarterbacks, and they sucked. And mm-hmm. then switched his position to wide receiver only to be moved back to quarterback a couple weeks later. So, (laughs) I mean, it's it's literally the polar opposite from our boy Joe. I know. Uh, I mean, you can't win the the starting position at Miami right now. Yeah, and it's (sighs) fucking... I'm pretty sure I could win the starting position at Miami right now. And the thing is, like, he wasn't bad coming out off the bench at Ohio State behind Haskins. No, he wasn't. But I mean, I think uh, there's a lot to go in that. But we're not we're not going to unpack that shit tonight. Heather, who are you picking, Louisiana Tech or Miami? Uh, Well, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, just because this was my school's rival, um, I went with Louisiana Tech. I have a shit ton of friends that went there, but um, yeah, just. I had to go dogs on this and, and I hate doing that. 
because you know just tuck feck but yeah yeah go dogs i mean i feel the same way like i i I don't have a lot i didn't get to see louisiana tech play much uh if any like at all the whole game uh but like i said being up in north carolina it seems like uh if there's gonna be something on the acc network or, or like the cbs affiliate around here it was always fucking miami and they just shit the bed all the time this is not a well coached team Mm -hmm. uh they they have shitty quarterback play that's so bad not even tate martell can get his ass on the field (laughs) under center um and i just i I don't like the team at all so i'm gonna go ahead and say tech as well i think we can all agree on that one all right so our next game live from the dirty city of detroit michigan (laughs) (laughs) is the quick lane bowl featuring the acc's pittsburgh Oh, God. It's 7-5. to five. University of Pittsburgh. It's just... I, Heather, I think, Heather, you and me, you and I were the, the ones that were really high on them at the beginning of the season. And yeah. Kind of, yeah, right there with Virginia. Yeah. So we, we, Do you know what? I don't appreciate this. And I don't Penn not, State. I don't like you, you guys bringing up old shit and then, like, rubbing it in my face. Like, no, like, I, I, like I'm I, a dog that soiled the carpet. Like, Heather... You and I both soiled the carpet. That's the thing. We're, <laughs> we did it together, at least. Okay. Okay. You know, at least I have a partner. In yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> and they're they're playing the Max Eastern Michigan, uh, which one is ha, they have a gray, gray field, a gray turf field. So, uh, Pitt is a ten and a half point favorite. Heather, what do you got? I went with Pitt because I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those ones that's really hard to care about, too. And I wanted to go emu so much. One, because it's emu. And two, because, again, I have a bunch of friends who graduated from there. But their football team is just bad. Yeah, but you know what? It's not the historic bad it was, uh, you know, in the early part of the decade. Yeah, but... Pitt held on with uh, Penn State for a while, for most of that game, so I'm going to go with Pitt on that one. Well, I'm going to be the asshole here. And, uh, Did you go Emu? I'm going Emu. Uh, I, I think that this could be, this is one of those uh, trap games Tim's always fucking talking about. Like, Pittsburgh goes up there thinking they could just throw out their jock on the field, and the Eagles are just going to roll over, and he moves like, nah, bitch, and then pulls out, like, a two-point win. And on top of that, I have a predilection for teams with oddly colored fields, so I'm going to go with Emo. All right. All right. Yes, I'm making no sense at this point because I'm four beers in, and you're just going to have to deal with me. All right, and next. And Drunk Mike is the best Mike. Yeah. Yep. Drunk Mike has showed up. Thank it's you. It's his Thank show you. now. Yes. So. Okay, so this this game I'm actually kind of interested in. I don't know about this you guys. This one could be really good. That's how I feel about it. We have the Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. So for all your war criming needs, uh, <laughs> go see Northrop Grumman. Um, of course, they have to sponsor a bowl game. Uh, <laughs> but it's in Annapolis uh, where we had the UNC Tar Heels playing the Temple Owls. UNC is a five-point favorite. Uh, Tim, what do you got, man? Oh, let's see here. Um, I've got UNC in this one. Um, I I think I I trust Mac Brown. Um, I I think he's going to have a good game plan coming up for this one. Um, Temple, I don't know much about. 
but I think this could be a very good one, and I got UNC. Okay, Heather, what do you? What about you? Um, I agree. It could be a really good game. Um, at like at first glance, I was kind of like, Meh, I don't know, but then I kind of started looking into it. Um, I, I went Oklahoma State on this one. No, no, it's Temple. Temple and oh, Temple. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I jumped down. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I went. I went Temple. Actually, I went Temple on this one. I did. Uh- I mean, Temple, when you get down to it, probably has a much better defense than North Carolina. Like, they, they kind of uh, have really lived off the, what Matt Rule did there before he moved to Baylor. Uh, but, but Carolina, under Mac Brown, has shown that they can hang with some really good teams uh, until the last possible second. Um, and I think when, once Mac Brown gets over that kind of talent deficiency hump that he's dealing with right now because Larry Fedora couldn't recruit for shit, um, you know they're gonna, that's going to be a good ball club. So I'm going to yeah, go. That ahead. team may be competing here in the near future. Yeah, I, I give it honestly. I give it two years. Give them two recruiting uh, cycles, and let, let's see what we have. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I'm going to go with you, Tim. I, I really see Carolina pulling this one out. Um, I don't see the five points though. Honestly, I think this is game is going to be close, like a field goal. Oh yeah, because Temple is a good fucking team. That is a good team. Uh, yep. That was a, that was a traditional doormat for like forty fucking years, but. Uh, you know, they've seemed to got their shit together. Okay, now, see, this is the most corporatized bowl probably on, uh, if we're talking the mid-level bowls, the new era pinstripe bowl live from Yankee Stadium, uh, pretentious dickheads. But uh, I will give this game this. It typically is pretty close, uh, and I like watching it, especially when it's like, uh, what was it, three years ago when it dumped like a foot of snow. And they literally had, like, John Deere tractors, like, plowing the goddamn field. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, we have Michigan State uh, um, at 6-6 six and six against Wake Forest at 8-4. and four. Okay, Tim, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. At this point, we need to stop paying attention to anything ESPN says, but giving five points to Michigan State when they couldn't score against us three. Okay, uh, I think it's bullshit. So, uh, Tim, we're going to start off with you, man. Who who you got in this one? Um, one of the things that bugs me the most in bowl season is this idea of conference r- loyalty. Um, I don't understand why LSU fans pull for Alabama in the bowls, no. or mm-hmm. there are Alabama fans cheer for Auburn. I will not cheer for Michigan State. Um, even in a game that's close. Um, I got Wake Forest in this one. Um, if, if, if there's a Big Ten team that's better, I'll pick them. But no, Wake Forest in this one. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll go on my rant after we listen to what Heather has to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, ne- I'm not one that prescribes to conference loyalty. I used to, um, but after a while, I kind of feel like and I think what it was is Alabama kind of ruined it for me because I kind of got tired of that machine. And, and so like, and so that's kind of what killed conference loyalty for me because I was just like, this is getting kind of out of hand with it, you know? And so, so I'm not, I'm not one to buy in on, on the whole conference loyalty thing. And, uh, but at which this game, it doesn't apply to me really, but, uh, I went. Uh, I went Sparty on this one, but I think because I'm probably going to be the only one that picks Sparty, and we can't all pick the same games. Yeah. So. 
I, I, I'm going to go ahead and just say I think Wake Forest is a much better team. Um, D'Antoni, just uh, his Michigan State team used to be able to live off of a good defense, and their offense could actually score points that would allow them to win 10, 11, 12 games. Well, they can't score any fucking points anymore, uh, and, and Wake Forest has shown that they can hang. So I'm going to go with Wake. Uh, but, Heather, I'm with you on this. One, I've never – ascribed to the whole conference fandom thing um and this isn't a knock against you because you just explained your stance but you see it more prevalent in the sec Mm -hmm. yeah okay um i will never understand auburn and alabama fans who pull for each other in the bowl games well this is this is the kicker for me i had one of my best friends a guy named chuck lee uh he's a huge tennessee fan uh, but he's like, what, you don't cheer for your conference in bowl season? I'm like, no. If I had, like, my one of my greatest wishes is to go to every other Big Ten campus and burn the fucking schools to the ground <laughs> and then throw salt over top so nothing can grow or, or ever be there again. Like, I just, I never got into that whole conference mindset. We well, actually and, well, get, we actually get the example that I throw out when I go on my conference loyalty rants this year because i always say if michigan is playing alabama i'm pulling for alabama oh yeah uh, and lo and behold we'll cover it in part two michigan plays alabama this year <laughs> well and like i had actually this conversation today with uh, one of my customers at work and he was like you know yeah you know first i'm a florida fan second i'm an alabama fan and third i'm an lsu fan and i was like no. no, no, that's not how this works. No, no, like, Heather, like you don't, especially like if you play each other. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, for me, like the only time you could have multiple teams, okay, is if you end up falling in love with a team that's away from where you're from. Like me, I'm a Patriots fan, but I have a small spot in my heart for the Browns. Um, or in baseball, where you could have like an American League team and a National League team. I'm all right with that. Yeah, uh, but three in the same conference—that's just fucking gross. That shows how wishy-washy you are, and you should be. You, you, was this a male or a female, Heather? A uh, male. Yeah, he male. should have. He should have a vasectomy because that way he can't like poison the fucking gene pool with his stupidity. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the season, I like to see that the Big Ten performed better than other conferences. But I will not cheer for it, particularly Michigan, uh, Michigan and Penn State. No, I will like, not pull for that. Capital One Cup encompasses all sports, not just fucking college football. So, I in college football, I may want to see every Big Ten team lose except Ohio State. But you know what? We also still have like synchronized fucking swimming and all the winter sports and rest. Like it's just we can make our bones somewhere else. Okay, we don't have to do it on the fucking football field. Okay, so the next is the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl live from Houston. Woo! Yeehaw, right. motherfuckers. That's right. All right, it's featuring number 25, Oklahoma State, who features one of the best running backs in the fucking universe against Jimbo Fisher's Texas A&M University. Uh, A&M's a seven-point favorite. What in the actual fuck? Who is it's because it's in Texas. Who gives a shit? And it's SEC. Okay, I get that. Again, though, but I wish I could remember his fucking name. Hold on. Like, you know, somebody Google it for me. Etienne? No, 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 Etienne's Clemson. All right. Um, Oh, I know who you're talking about, too. 
but he's he's a, he's fucking amazing. He's just amazing. I don't know how you count that dude out. Uh, but Tamu is a seven point favorite. So Heather Chuba since, Hubbard. Yeah, Hubbard. Thank you. But Chuba, um, you know, averages per game are stupid high, like uh, on par with like Taylor and Etienne, and you know, just a ridiculously talented guy. And you don't see like world class running backs coming out of Oklahoma State of all places, which is like still runs like a version of the air raid from the eighties. Um, but, uh, Heather, what do you think? Who do you got on this one? Uh, this is the one I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit and I accidentally, uh, skipped down. Um, I went with, I went with okay state on this one just because of fuck Don Chavis. I'm pretty sure I said that like second episode in Yeah. and I just, uh, uh-uh. nope, I will not. I cannot. Uh, Heather, with you going with Oklahoma State, I'm just going to chalk it up to you have a thing for Mike Gundy and his mullet. That's it. That's always it. It's always the mullet. <laughs> I didn't realize I was that easy to, to pinpoint. You hear that, James? You need you to would... grow a mullet. No, he does not. No, he does not. Absolutely not. And he Somebody... won't do it either because he thinks they're stupid too. Something uh... His command would really frown upon him rocking a mullet uh, in uniform. Uh, James, I do appreciate you, though. Um, Welcome home. And Hopefully he's still listening to us now that he's home and not just because he's he bored overseas. Yeah. No, he does. He does. Right. He's, so, he's our number one fan. Uh, we got to give him something, Tim. We got to figure out something to give him. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so Tim, who do you got? Oklahoma State or, or Texas A&M? I debated taking uh, A&M in this one just because relative home game and you know maybe separate but i actually as we were talking changed my pick to oklahoma state i think chuba hubbard is going to just run this ball down the aggies throats uh i don't give a shit about the 12th man i don't give a shit about any of those aggie traditions and uh yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say oklahoma state too hubbard is I mean, he, he has to be in the conversation for the best running back in the country, regardless of who won a trophy this week. Uh, the guy just puts up numbers and scores touchdowns. Uh, and he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. <clears throat> Excuse me, just watching highlights of him. You know, he gets the tough yards he needs, but he could also break off those big home run, uh, you know, long runs. So I, uh, I just think Oklahoma State, this is their game. Um, and a and I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jimbo, I'm not impressed with Jimbo Fisher. National title notwithstanding, he's just, I don't find him that impressive as a head coach. Um, all right, so next one up, we got the SD San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Uh, fun fact, in 1983, this is the bowl game that BYU won to be the last non-Power 5 team to win a national title. <clears throat> uh, but it's in San Diego. We have number 22, University of Southern California Trojans, against number 16, Iowa. Iowa is a one and a half point favorite. I'm kind of shocked about that. I'm what, more shocked that USC is ranked. Good point. Good point. Uh, Oklahoma State's also ranked in the same record. So, Tim, why don't you go ahead and uh, pick this one off first? This one I picked Iowa in. I think Iowa, they, they play strong teams well. Um, I think even though this one is in San Diego, just a little bit down the road from USC, I think, uh, I think Iowa can pull this one out. Um, just like, you know, they had that upset in them every year. This may not be an upset cause they're favorited, favorited, but I've got Iowa in this one. All right, Heather, what about you? Who you got? 
Yeah, I um, I picked Iowa on this one because this is the last goddamn time that I'm going to pick them for this season because I'm so sick of fucking talking about them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went with Iowa. Iowa they have also. come up a lot this year. They this year, have. just because they kind of hang around in that ranked that that middle tier ranked. So whenever they play, you know, one of the good teams, of the Big Ten, they come up. No, and it's just like, and they keep like coming up, and it's just like, God, just go away already. So, yeah, this is this is the last time I'm picking them. Okay, so I've got kind of a weird way to go about this. I really like I like Keaton Slovis, who was the third string quarterback that ended up like starting games for USC and playing outstanding. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you get down to it, uh, Hayden Fry died two days ago, and he was the longtime head coach at Iowa. Yep, and and built that program from nothing. So uh, I can see Iowa coming out and trying to do the whole win one for the Gipper type shit. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with Iowa on this one. Uh, I think Slovis is going to keep USC hanging around because he's he's going to be a hell of a quarterback and he's just a freshman right now. So uh, I, I but I I will say let's go Hawkeyes. All right. So the next one, one of my best friends in the world, Joe Morrissey. Would love this one uh, because this is all he ate on deployment. But the Cheez-It Bowl, <laughs> live from Phoenix, Arizona, where we have uh, the Mountain West Air Force coming in at 10-2 and two against Washington State from the Pac-12 at 6-6. Six and six. Air Force is a three-point favorite. Heather, go ahead and give us your take. Uh, literally, the only reason I picked this team is because I want to see the press conference afterwards. So um, you went with went, Washington State. I went with Washington State because I need to see what Mike Leach says afterwards. Well, win or lose, you're going to get to see what he. Well, says I know exactly. So. I know, I know, but it's usually a lot better when they win. But it's a, well, no, it's usually a lot better when they lose. But. Um, no, I still went. I still went with Washington State again, only because of Mike Leach. Okay, all right, Tim, you're up, man. What do you got? First off, I think it's a little weird that a, a ten and two independent. Uh, no, Air Force isn't independent, are they? It's in the Mountain West. Yeah, Mountain West. Uh, but a ten and two military academy is facing off against a six and six Power Five team. Um, well, like, well, in a Power Five team that like could have done something this season because. The last and didn't. couple of seasons and didn't exactly like, uh, like I really thought they were building up towards something and then they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I know the academies don't usually perform very well in the bowl games, but I've got air force in this one. Well, I mean, I, I, you can't even say that anymore because air force and Navy have been a pretty consistent team over the last 15, 20 years. And granted army struggled this season, but the two years prior, they made it to bowl games. So I, I, the, the service academy knock really doesn't apply now. Uh, but I'm going to take Air Force. They still run that option. Uh, Washington State looked like shit offensively and defensively this season. Um, and, you know, Troy Cal- uh, Trey Calhoun out in Air Force at the Air Force Academy with that, with that triple option can just do the same thing Navy and Army does is grind down a team, uh, you know, drop the occasional pass. <laughs> for some chunk yards and then, and then win games. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't think this is the year you pick against the air force. And honestly, uh, I'm kind of over Mike Leach's stick, which is just being like the weird fucking head coach, uh, where he can come it's out just on drunk uncle. Yeah. He comes he, out at the holidays. Yeah. But like, that's the thing you can do that when, when it's still like, I don't know, like it, it worked then for me when he was at Texas tech, uh, yeah. like, 
knock it the fuck off, dude. We get it. You're weird. Just talk to me about football and stop getting butt hurt when reporters ask you real questions about why your team sucks this year. Okay. You're uh, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he gets butt hurt real quick. Uh, so kicking off our bowl spate on December 28th, we have the Camping World Bowl from Orlando, Florida, where we have, oh, our least, the podcast's least favorite team. <laughs> Who's somehow still ranked. Yes, number 15, Notre Dame at 10-2. and two. Funny, they have the same record as Air Force. They're ranked 15th. Air Force probably didn't even get a vote to be in the top 25. Um, probably not. Against yeah. Iowa State at 7-5, Notre Dame's a four-point favorite. All right, Heather, uh, why don't you start this one? Who do you have? Uh, I refused to pick Notre Dame just on principle, so I went with Ohio. I went with uh, Iowa State. All right, Tim, what do you got? Uh, I didn't want to throw away a vote. I don't think this is one that Iowa State can win. Uh, Notre Dame travels very well. Um, I got the Irish in this one. Okay, I, I get you on this one, uh, Tim. I really do. But when you get down to it, Iowa State lost a lot of close games this year. And I think that had more to do with just uh, talent uh, more than coaching. I don't like Brian Kelly as a head coach. I think he gets outcoached very easily. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say Iowa State on this. I think Matt Campbell, even though he's younger and he doesn't have the experience Brian Kelly has, is overall a better coach already. And I think he can scheme up a game plan where they can sneak this out by like two points. <laughs> That's just me talking, though. All right. So <laughs> What the fuck do we know? Yeah, I mean, right. we're, we're just a bunch of dickheads drinking and talking about sports, which... Someday we're going to get paid for. I really believe that. <sighs> we just all hit our 30s and bought a microphone and said, hey, let's just do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah we don't have any actual expertise. Goddamn. Uh, Goddamn. Well, at least I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we're getting on our, into our New Year's Six Bowls. Guys, we have the Goodyear Cotton This Com- one might be really good. I think so. I, we got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic from Arlington where there's number 17 Memphis at 12-1. and one. Against Heather and I's pick for the Big Ten champs, number 10 Penn State. Um, Heather, again, we were wrong, and we're owning it together. We are. We are. Okay. Listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to go down that ship together. That's right. Down That's right. that ship together. So. We're just, just going to be. You, you know what? You know what? There's, there, there's room on my door for yeah, you, Mac. You know, and, and then we'll just we'll just sink. <laughs> into the ice we'll just together. sink together. Okay. We'll just sink together. <laughs> And then James will be sitting there talking shit like, yo, guys, I'm in a, I'm in a life raft right now. You yeah, can just there's get on. Like, we just come over. Yeah. And no. we're just like, no, 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 we no, We own this. Yep. Against uh, number 10, Penn State at 10 and 2. Penn State's a six and a half point favorite. Um, so, Tim, uh, who do you got, man? Yeah. Um, I picked Penn State in this one. I'm not going to be cheering for them, but I think they are the better team. Um Penn State, Memphis is, they're dealing with a loss of a coach. Um, yeah. it, it's another one of those situations, and I think that's going to impact things a little bit more than this would have otherwise. Um, I, I think Penn State's going to just come out there swinging. Frank, uh, Franklin's one of the best schemers in the game right now, um, and he's just on the edge of getting to the national you know college football playoffs whatever um so yeah i've got penn state in this one 
I went Penn State too. Just between the two, I thought that Penn State was better. And also, like, like I'm really going to lean in. I mean, I really fucking hawked on them, you know, this whole time. So I might as well just go go to the end with them. So, Heather, do you watch Letterkenny? No, not no. Okay, well, I'm going to say this right now, and then you have to go watch it so you get it. But okay. that's, that's what I appreciate about you, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> all right that, but, that, I, uh, that i that i commit oh yeah just just go watch go watch letter kenny yeah. and you'll be like you know what max kind of funny and this whole bit's funny yeah um but I, you know what i'm gonna go with memphis on this one guys Ooh. um i think memphis uh you know they they've got an axe to grind uh that's a really good football team and even with the loss of mike Norvell of florida state it's still very well coached and you know they're not going to change anything right now. They're just going to keep going with what the players know. Yeah. And and if there's any group of five team that can pull out a win, Penn State always manages to drop a game they should not, not just against the big teams, but they always manage to lose one that they should just win. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, Memphis uh, takes the, the Cotton Bowl and uh, – I mean, I might be eating shit about it on the 29th, but you know what? At least I took a stand and said, fuck it, let's do this. Go Tigers. You know, all right. what? You know what? All we have to do is just say that it's a, um, what is a chocolate mousse pie, and um, <laughs> it'll help it go down a little easier. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe sprinkle a little something on top of it. It's just uh, something. It's got some cool whip, and I'll just plop a dollop and, and dig in. All right, so that, next we got is, is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from Atlanta. And number four, Oklahoma against number one, LSU, mm-hmm. the, Bayou, the Bayou Bengals, the Joe the Burrow. first college football playoff semifinal. Yes, the first college football playoff semifinal. Mm-hmm. And you interrupted my – I was going to put out all these flowery adjectives for Heather about LSU. Oh, go for it. Um, but it's kind of late now, Tim. You interrupted. So How dare you. How dare you. Uh, but the Bayou Bengals, the Joe Burrow-led uh, Tigers from Louisiana State. Uh, who are 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Heather, you have to go second on this one because you are not impartial uh, at this point. No, I so, am not. So, Tim, go ahead. Take us take us through our first uh, semifinal. Well, um, I've been pulling all season for the LSU-OSU National Championship because this podcast is going to be a whole lot of fun uh, <laughs> if that happens. And I know that's a spoiler for the next game, but I don't think there's any way in hell that even without um what's the running back who got Edwards Hilaire yeah Yeah, Edwards Hilaire I I don't think LSU can possibly lose this game um I know Oklahoma's talented I know Jalen Hurts is talented I know Lincoln Riley can coach but LSU is just too good for them um I think this is probably more like a 17 to 21 point game um, because Oklahoma doesn't play defense that great. Uh, They have played some defense this year, but not enough to stop LSU and uh, LSU can play defense and they'll, they'll stop Oklahoma at least on a few of these. Yeah, that's, that's very true. But Heather, I'm going to go ahead and just cede the floor to you before I say anything. <laughs> um, is this where we get the entire history no, of no, LSU? You no, no, you don't. No, no you okay, don't. Okay, Heather, I, I'm, I can't put limits on you because, one, that would be rude as fuck. 
But but two, I will politely ask you um, to please keep it within a respect. No, I will. Limit. I will. No, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, I will because even like as I was like putting my notes together for tonight, I was so close to to also giving the stats of the last time we played Oklahoma in a national title type situation and and how that went down. But I didn't. I did not. I did not put that in there. Um, I think that, I mean, obviously, of course, I'm going to pull for LSU. uh, But I think think that with Burrow winning the Heisman, I think it has validated a lot of the work that they have put in, especially on the offense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Heather. I I don't think anybody could take that away from that entire offensive group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think that him winning that and getting the recognition and then for Burrow to recognize them on that stage, I think that that is really going to bolster them in this game. What's not going to help Oklahoma is them losing three players in the game for drug violation. Um, because they're going to be without, uh, Stevenson, Perkins and Bridges. And, uh, because what is it Stevenson, their best pass rusher? I, I, I think so. I think it's uh, Stevens. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Or maybe it's Perkins. It might be Perkins. I, I, I know, I know they, they lost one of their top pass rushers, uh, who I think was second on the team in sacks. Yeah. I, and I'm, that's gonna, and that's going to be a significant loss in, a national semifinal type situation. Um, and so, and so I think that the rookies that they're going to have in the rotations are, are going to be really severely tested and they are not ready for that kind of a bruising that they're going to get. So um, I, I have LSU all day. Um, I, I, I don't think it'll be a close game because I just think that Oklahoma hasn't played a team like this. And like I said, that, LSU right now is so like on fire that it's it's going to be very hard to to stop them. LSU's hungry for this one. Oh yeah, they um, are. I did I did look at ESPN and uh, the spread's actually up to fourteen, but the over under is seventy five and a half. Okay, uh, I, I'll tell you right now, Tim. I will buy that because LSU puts up fifty five and a half of those points. Right, uh, right. <laughs> when you, when you get down to it, you know I, I think the Big 12's uh, issues with playing defense is well documented. So there's really no reason to to lean into that one. Um, but even with a layer down, Burrow has shown multiple times this season he will carry a game by himself. And the thing is, is when he does it, he puts his receivers and his tight ends in the best positions uh, to where they can be successful and and help him out. Uh, then you have a really dominant LSU offensive line who who keeps him off his back for the most part. Um, I think LSU's biggest, uh, so the soft spot for the entire team is how that defense is nowhere near as deep as it used to be. Uh, so if Hertz gets on a roll, that could be trouble. Um, but I think LSU's defense is good enough to kind of put the kibosh on that mm-hmm. uh, because Oklahoma's offensive line has not dealt with the size and the speed of a front seven that LSU brings to the game. Uh, so I, I think I think this is LSU's game, and, and I think it won't be pretty. Uh, excuse me, guys. Uh, but I don't think it won't be pretty. Like you said, Tim, this is, this is a hungry team. They can taste mm-hmm. a national championship right now. Um, and, and, when you... and they're, they're going to be trying to bring that 
back home because the national championship is in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, this is just—it's a—it's a well-coached team with great talent, uh, and and, and you're, you've got a bunch of players uh, who just love their head coach. I, I just. And not just their head coach, but the entire coaching staff. Like, this seems to be a team that's an actual team from top to bottom. So, I mean, I think LSU takes this, and it won't even be close. All right, guys. So, here's our last uh, last game. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, again, this is where it's going to turn into Uncle's Corner. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, we suffered through you with LSU. You and I kept it relatively short. Thank you very much. You yes, did. ma'am, you did. All right, but this is the most uh, America of fucking uh, uh, bowl games for Slate 1. And by uh, most America, I mean the most corporate-sponsored one, the PlayStation fucking Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, uh, featuring number three Clemson and number two Ohio State. Clemson, as of now, is a two-point favorite. Uh, Tim? No, I'm sorry. No, no, I feel like I need to go first on this one because you two are just going to— Heather, you interrupted me. I was going to say, Tim, since we are not unbiased here, oh, Heather, okay. you go first. <laughs> I'm, right. I, patience is not one of my virtues. So, oh, No shit. I didn't notice that, but go well, ahead. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, uh, I, in terms of this game, I will say, like, numbers-wise, it, it's fairly evenly matched if you look at the numbers compared yep. between the two. Um, however... I I I saw that what Dobbins has over a hundred more carries over Etienne, and then like it uh, is is Trevor Lawrence even playing full games? He hasn't honestly. Uh, you know how they struggled the first part of the season, like going yeah. into the UNC game. After that UNC game, Trevor Lawrence started just dropping like the the entire team kind of switched it into another gear, uh, yeah. and just started dominating everybody. To where Lawrence is so like, Lawrence, like, so they don't put him on the field. Oh yeah, he just, is what you're saying. He, he plays three quarters. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah. So that's and that's why I think I'm I'm like I don't understand all the hype for Trevor Lawrence because it's just like he's not even playing full games. So like I don't like calm down. Um, however, you know, even though the, the numbers are evenly matched, I mean, who all has Clemson played? They've barely beat UNC. And great, you blew out Boston College, Georgia Tech, Wofford, and NC State. Congratulations. But I just have not been impressed at all with Clemson this season. I just don't. I'm not on that hype train. I don't. I just don't see it. And I've said that all season. And um, and so I I feel like I I feel like it's going to be Ohio State all day. Like I I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge blowout, but it's going to be at least a, a touchdown, at least. So. All right, Tim, go ahead. I give the floor to you before I get on my high horse. I mean, I already spoiled it. I'm going Ohio State in this one. The over-under is 63, which sounds low to me for the these two teams because they're pretty high-scoring offenses. Um, Justin Fields has 40 touchdowns and one interception on the season. He has turned the ball over one time through the air. Um, whereas Trevor Lawrence has twice eight as many as he had last year with mm-hmm. eight interceptions. Um, the running backs, they're, they're, they're pretty evenly matched. Even if Dobbins is doing it over the course of more carries, 
they're still putting up very similar numbers. Um, I think the real difference maker is going to be Chase Young. Um, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is prepared for a pass rusher like Chase Young. I know Clemson has played Ohio State well in the past, and I think that's probably why Clemson has the two-point favorite on the spread. Um, but this this is Ohio State, and I'm looking forward to that first week in January when we're sitting here as the three of us just talking about that national championship game coming up. And we're all just shouting over each other. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> all right. Well, Tim, I'm going to tell you right now, I think, honestly, I think the two-point favorite is because, uh, you know, Chase has done jack and shit the last two weeks. Um, yeah, but he was getting double and triple teamed. It, does, it doesn't matter. He dealt with that all season. That wasn't just a two-week blip. He, he dealt with double and triple teams all season. Um, but when you get down to it, uh, you know, Etienne will be a problem. That will be a problem. He's the biggest home run threat at running back because the man, it seems like, covers five yards in one stride. Uh, he might be, honestly, and this is just me admiring a, a, you know, an athlete, uh, he's got the most beautiful stride, like sprinting stride I've ever seen because he chews up so much ground in so few strides. It's, it's, a, it's something else. Um, and Ohio State has shown they can be gashed by the run. Mm-hmm. They really can. Uh, even though the defense looks night and day compared this between this season and last season, um, the linebackers are really going to have to pay attention and fucking just try and keep Etienne down to, you know, if you can hold him to five yards of carry, you're doing something right. Because this is the guy that I think this season carried the ball 12 times and had a 210 yard game. Um, if again, if memory serves, it could have been last season, but I can't remember exactly. Um, but and he's I mean, averaging eight point two, yeah, on the season. Yeah, he's an amazing running back, uh, amazing running back. But with that being said, Ohio State has the ability to control this game with Dobbins and uh, Teague. All right, um, I think we've seen that Justin Fields uh, has has shown he's a, a very good decision maker with the ball in his hand. Um, and he's going to, to ensure that he may not turn over in the air. And this is another thing that we need to make sure, especially with the R- the reliance in the RPO, he can't fumble the ball either, which has been a really big issue the last three weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, Ohio State with, with Justin Fields back there, I'm a believer now, wasn't, wasn't so much at the beginning of the year because I didn't know what we were getting into. Uh, but with the receivers that Ohio State has, which is probably the best proper receivers in the country, honestly. Um, no offense, Heather. I think your boys at LSU are like a close two. But our, our, as, far, right. as far as college receivers go, Ohio State has a great group this year. Um, and uh, with the two running backs and the ability to maybe control the pace of the ball. Uh, and hopefully Chase fucking Young shows up for this game. Um, you know, I think it'll be Ohio State winning it, but I don't think this is a – I don't even think this is a touchdown game, Tim. I think this is you and I literally clutching our heart every five to ten minutes, <laughs> trying not to die as we watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this I, isn't Michigan. This is more uh, Big Ten championship. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be a close one, I think. Clemson is a fucking very good team. This is a very well-coached team. And let's face it, this is a team that's won how many national championships in the last five years? So to count them out 
or, or try and discount what they're able to do on the football field is, is really stupid. Uh, oh, yeah. but I think this will be a really close game, but Ohio State ends up winning it. Yeah. Um, it is worth pointing out, though, that Davo Sweeney has a lot more experience than Ryan Day, so that could be a difference maker, too. Yeah, see, I, I, I want to say that, but the thing is Day has coached at the, both the pro and college level multiple different systems. And, uh, I mean, let's face it, there were Ohio State fans that weren't giving him a shot his first day on the job. They're like, he won't be able to recruit. He pulls in one of the top recruiting classes in the country. Um, you know, and then people are like, well, that's because Urban talked to them first. Uh, what, what can he actually do? Well, he just coached, like, literally helped assist in developing and building one of the top high-octane offenses in the country. Realized. Was such a smart man, he realized I don't know shit about football. Let me go get two of the top or defensive football. Let me go get two of the top fucking defensive position coaches uh, from Michigan, <laughs> of all places, to move south, and we've had one of the top uh, defensive teams in the in the country. So, um, oh, I give a lot of credit to Dub- credit credit to Dubbo. I think you you'd be stupid not to. But I, I while he may have the edge over over uh, Day, I I, I don't think it's going to be as big as uh, an issue as some of the other bowl games we've talked about well that'll wrap it up for part one of our bowl game preview uh, be sure to tune in next week for part two where we cover all the rest of the games except for the national championship although i'm sure we'll on uh i think we'll be recording around that time um join us on facebook at the hometown crowd facebook group Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. We will read it online. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Woo-woo. Hi.